Welcome back today in our Bible study time. We're in the first chapter, the fifth chapter, I'm sorry, of First John, and we just started it. We're talking about faith and love and how they go together, and that faith or belief is essential if we're going to have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And John talks about that here in the very first verse. He says, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ is born of God and everyone who knows the Father loves his child as well. And he says, this, I've written this to you so that you may know that you have eternal life. How can you know you have eternal life? Because you, by faith, have placed your trust in Jesus Christ. And God has responded to that by forgiving your sins, coming into your life, giving you the Holy Spirit, and making you his child. You see, this is not some kind of intellectual exercise or game playing. It's a total commitment. It's a transfer of trust from yourself to God. And uh, uh, that's, that's what matters. Uh, I remember reading about George Buttrick, who was at one time chaplain at Harvard. That was years ago. And a student said, I don't believe in God. Tell me, what kind of God do you believe in? Uh, Dr. Buttrick said, and the student proceeded to tell him what he understood of God. And Dr. Buttrick said, well, I don't believe in that God either. And let me tell you about Jesus Christ. He's the God you can believe in. You see, some of us have warped visions about God. That student did. His idea of God was not the, not the God of the New Testament. It wasn't the God who was the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, in everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And Christ means the Messiah, the one who came in the flesh, the one who came from God, the one who is able to meet God's need. And seven times in these verses, he talks about being born of God. And it's coming into the family. So real faith, then, is a real relationship with God. And real faith also produces real results. It produces love for God and love for other believers. In John 1, he says, everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. When we trust Jesus, love for God is a response to God's love for us, and it's also a response to love other people. He also says we'll keep God's commands if we love God and that we will love other believers traveling in other countries across the years, meeting people who were believers who couldn't speak my language or didn't have my culture or my background. I found an immediate connection with them that was amazing, a connection that I did not have with a lot of people who spoke my language and knew my culture and lived in my hometown. The reason was we had, we had that relationship with Christ which bounced over and, and bounded past all kinds of barriers and other things. And when we come to know Christ, that bonds us with people that we will meet across the years from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of languages, and all kinds of cultures. And that, that love for Christ will also give us that love for them. But this faith that I'm talking about produces obedience. This is love for God, he says, to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. It's funny how people think. I run into people all the time and have for years who think if they really give their lives to Christ, they will be living under a terrible, terrible, terrible regime and that they will be in shackles to everything that's worthwhile and fun. And it's, it's like a teenage girl I remember saying, well, you know, I'm afraid if I really give my life in total, totality to Jesus and trust him that, that, he, that I'll marry the ugliest boy in town. Well, her whole concept was that God's going to give you bad things 
No, God's going to give us good things. God's going to provide the best for us. See, your concept of God here, again, is essential, how you think of him. And, and if you think of him as love, love being the source of everything, love being the fountainhead from which everything else flows, and you begin to grasp a God who really, really cares for you enough to send his son to die for you, that's the God you're to obey. That's the God you are to do what he says. And you see, a lot of people have trouble trusting God because they don't think he's trustworthy. But everything about him is trustworthy. I don't understand a lot of what God does. I can't figure out always what he's up to. I don't even know sometimes when I read the word what he's telling me to do. And sometimes I don't know when in my heart I know he's leading me to do something, why he wants me to do that. But what I've come to find out is that always I can know that he loves me, he wants the best for me, and he's working even in my problems and difficulties to bring me into a deeper relationship with him and to give me a life that's really worth living. And so I think it's important for us to recognize that and, and to really trust God to, to, to provide for us that kind of foundation if we just obey him. You see, the Bible says that faith enables us to delight in obeying him. Our, his commands are not burdensome. And Jesus talked about the heavy burdens that the Pharisees in the New Testament put on people, all kinds of laws, all kinds of regulations, all kinds of rituals they had to go through. And Jesus denounced that. And he said, that's not necessary. That's not what God wants for you. God wants you to be fret free. And he said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, if we recognize that Jesus loves us and we are his, it's not hard It's not hard to obey him. But also faith produces victory. For everyone who's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. This verse suggests that victory is in the middle of hostility and an atmosphere of difficulty. The world is against us. We're tempted, we're tried, we're pushed, but we can have victory. And not will have, but have, aorist tense, already achieved it once for all. It's available in Christ. And we can just reap the victory that Christ's death and resurrection provided for us. We don't have to strive or fight for victory. What we have to do is trust him for victory. Victory starts with him. As Paul wrote in Romans 8:37, we are more than conquerors through Jesus. And as Paul wrote again in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not my victory, it's his victory that I trust in and a victory that enables me to be able to find that victory in everything that I do. Carrie Tinboom, who along with her sister were incarcerated in a German prison camp where her sister died, uh, later met again one of the guards when the war was over, one of the guards, and she had such a hate toward that person, but God gave her victory over that hate. This is the victory, see, that overcomes the world. You can even forgive your enemies because God enables you to do so. And faith is not simply uh, just saying that what God says is true, but it's stepping out to practice that and to live it out and to let people see it in your lives. And 
I think obedience really reveals that. Jesus said, he who has my, who, who, you who have my commandments and keep them, it is you who really love me. So I hope you'll do that today. Just do what he says. God bless you. Have a great day.